thanksgiving for a little bit and uh, what it means to be thankful and the fact that I, I think that we sometimes forget that we're called to be thankful a whole lot more than one month a year, uh, a whole lot more than just in, in November or from November 1st up until Thanksgiving and then we're, we're focused then on what we can get cheap on Black Friday and um, I, I'm generally not able to move on Black Friday myself. Um, I'm a little worried. I signed up for a duck hunt the day after Thanksgiving this year, and I'm wondering if I'm going to have to like eat less so that I can fit in my waders. Like I don't know know how that's going to work this year, but uh, generally, as a society, I'm not talking of maybe each of us as individuals in here. I think we're in a room with some pretty great people, but generally, as a society, we've we've forgotten really what it is to be thankful. And I want to take a few moments and look into scripture about what it is to be thankful and not just why or how, but the fact that it is it is called of us to be thankful. And uh, The apostles and even Christ, we're going to start out reading in the book of Luke, the 17th chapter, but even Christ uh, told us that we need to be faithful, or thankful, excuse me. Uh, we need to be thankful. So we're going to talk about that for a few moments this evening, and I'm going to ramble through, and I get to testify a few times first, because I've got a microphone strapped to me, and then when I get done, we'll, uh, we're going to stop and take our, our testimonies at the end of that this evening, so that gives you like an extra 15 minutes to come up with a testimony. you got an extra 15 minutes tonight to think about something good God's done for you than you normally get on Wednesday night, so, so that means that we've all got plenty of time. But we'll get there in just a moment. I want to start out in the book of Luke, the 17th chapter. I'm going to read verses, start with verse 12 and read on. It says, and as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They lifted up their voices. They said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. It came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Now, if we go back to the Old Testament, we know that was the pattern that had been laid out. If they were healed of something like leprosy, they had been cast out from the village, they had to go show themselves to the priest for the priest to certify that they were healed. So that is why Christ told him that. It says, it came to pass as they went and they were cleansed. One of them, mind you, there were 10 that we started with. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. He fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, We're not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Now it sounds funny to look at thy Faith hath made thee whole after they've already been healed, but leprosy is a disease that caused body parts to like fall off. I remember my grandmother and all her wisdom in my Sunday school class when I was like seven thought it would be wise to get a bunch of pictures of leprosy victims and, and bring them to teach that. It didn't bother me a lot. There were a couple other people in the class that did not appreciate that. Um, 
But, but they were pretty rough-looking people. Noses missing and fingers missing and parts missing that had fallen off, that had rotted away due to this, to this leprosy. And it was a bad situation. And I come to understand as I read this that nine of these guys were healed, but healed simply meant the leprosy was gone. Still missing a nose or a finger or some toes. They still have shown the effects of this disease, this, the debilitating things that have happened, and they're going to go through the rest of their life missing that which that disease took from them. But we got one guy that he comes back, and he is so excited about what Jesus has done for him. He's so excited about being healed, about not having the leprosy anymore. He's coming back to say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Let me, let me be appreciative. Let me be thankful for what you've done because I'm healed. Now, if I had to guess, the other guys were not unthankful. They probably were not unappreciative of what Christ had done for them. Probably they were excited to get to a family member or get back to those that they hadn't been able to see in some time or communicate with. But somewhere in doing that, something was more important to them than being thankful to the one that healed them. But what they lost in the midst of their unthankfulness, in the midst of them not putting that as a priority, was the ability to be made whole. Now that whole means all there. It means not missing anything. And for, for that to happen, that has to mean that number 10, this Samaritan leper that comes back to Christ and says, I just want to thank you. Jesus, I want to praise you and I want to thank you because of everything you've done for me. Thank you for healing me of this debilitating disease. And as he begins to give thanks, I wonder if maybe, kind of like Pinocchio's nose just grows, if maybe a finger just like zoop. Maybe where there hadn't been a nose, just zoop. Before I forget, Sister Laura's got, I missed one announcement. And Sister Laura reminded me and then I forgot again. Before when... Go ahead. Me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, I'll forget otherwise. Before the first. Before the first of December, all sizes of red Christmas ornaments. I was going to forget that if I didn't do it right then. And then Sister Laura would have had to testify about you all donating red Christmas ornaments. So. I just wanted to do it right now before I forgot. Anyway, so I wonder if maybe as he's, as he's thinking and he's praising and he's, he's worshiping God and he's exalting, I wonder if in the midst of a little praise, maybe a nose came back. Maybe a hand that was raised that didn't have a thumb when he raised it and all of a sudden that hand is whole again. The parts that weren't there, all of a sudden they're back and they hadn't been there because Christ says your faith. Your faith has made you whole because you came back in your thankfulness. You were made whole. See, Christ is explaining that through thankfulness, through giving glory to God for what he's done for us, sometimes come some pretty remarkable events. Paul described thankfulness in the context of the peace of God and the unity in the body. We go to the book of Colossians. And we're in the third chapter, the 15th verse. He says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. 
to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. When Paul begins to write to the church here, and he's telling them about being in the body of Christ and being in this place of peace and place of oneness, it's in the midst of that that he places thankfulness. It's in the midst of being together and being one and being at peace. It's with those things that he places in that context. He places thankfulness in the same apostle he identifies at the beginning of a downward spiral. This was interesting to me as I read in Romans uh, this afternoon, the first chapter. I was looking a little bit at thankfulness. We're going to go to verse 21. It said, Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful. So he says they, these people knew God, knew who He was, had a relationship with Him, but then did not glorify Him, didn't treat Him as He deserved to be treated. We're not thankful for what He had done in their lives, but then became vain in their imaginations. Their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God to an image made like the corruptible man, to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Uh, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who was blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. Can you imagine getting to a place that God gave up on you? And Paul says all this started because they weren't thankful for what God had done in their life. I dare say that if we were to ask Brother Paul today, he wouldn't say that uh, once a year or maybe for, (coughs) excuse me, maybe for, The days of November, we need to make a Facebook post for 31 things we're thankful of for 31 days or however many days are in November. I don't know if it's 30 or 31. I skipped that day of school, I think. Um, I I missed that one. But either way, um, however many days there are, we've got to make that many Facebook posts and say, I'm thankful for this, and tomorrow I'm thankful for that. And I, I dare say Paul would say, I don't know what you're doing, but that's not thankfulness. He'd say, why, you you got 31 days of the year you're thankful? What about the rest of them? What about the other 334 days? What are you doing with those days? Are you thankful on those days? Are you, do you remember what God did for you the rest of those days? Or, Or are those days you don't have to be thankful because you don't have a holiday to celebrate and you're not gonna cook a bunch of turkeys and hams. And so because you're not, you don't have to be thankful on those days. But Paul would say if you aren't thankful each day, and not just in your profession, but in your living, not just in, hey, I want everybody to know that I'm thankful because it's Thanksgiving and I've got these nice fall color decorations and it's the right season and I'm cooking a turkey, so I'm so thankful of what God's done. But it's each day, Lord, let me live a life that shows you that I appreciate everything You've done for me. It's each day, Lord, I can't ever thank you enough for where you brought me from and for what you've done in my life. And even if you never did another thing, I could never stop to thank you. And I could never stop to exalt you and praise you and lift you you up and magnify you because of who you are. 
I think Brother Paul may classify thankfulness as a lifestyle, not a season. And we, we tend to, I want to look at it one more way before we quit and get into our testimonies this evening, but we tend to look at thankfulness as these big things. And we have the little things that we take for granted. We don't even think about a whole lot. Let's say you, say tomorrow you go and buy a loaf of bread. We don't think about that a whole lot. You, you get the bread, you throw it up there, you swipe your card or give them cash or whatever. I'm not allowed to carry a whole lot of cash because I bring cars home and my wife doesn't appreciate it. Um, so uh, most guys that will sell you cars out of their yard don't take a card. So I don't carry a lot of cash, um, especially if I'm pulling a trailer. But uh, we, we tend to we throw the loaf of bread up there, we swipe a card, we throw it in a bag, we go home, and I, I don't think a whole lot about that. What I know about that is the girls needed more peanut butter sandwiches and we were out of bread, so I got a loaf of bread. But what I don't think about is the thousands of hands it took to put that bread in front of me. And I say thousands of hands, and I don't mean the 10 people it took for it to get from the bread factory to the shelf at Walmart to me, but the thousands of hands because, yeah, there was a farmer, and yeah, there was a a truck driver and a stalker and a a cashier, but there was also somebody digging coal to make electricity so that my bread could be baked. There was somebody in a foundry making some steel so that that steel could go to a guy that would make a tractor out of it so that tractor could farm some grain so that my bread could be made and all this far-reaching effects. And I don't think about any of that. All I think about is my girls need a peanut butter sandwich, so I'm going to get this bread and swipe this card and they're going to have their peanut butter sandwich. That's, that's my thought process, if I'm going to be honest. But I wonder if my thought process doesn't need to be, Lord, I thank you for the blessing you've given to me. I thank you for what you've done for me. We read in James 1.17 that every good gift cometh from above, that everything I've got is not mine but his anyway. And I wonder if I walk out the door, I... Mind you, I was working on this this afternoon while in the bit, uh, midst of a bit of a grumpy mood. I, I went out to get on my motorcycle to ride to the church, and it wouldn't start. Actually, it, it started, and I shut it off, and then it wouldn't start back up. And I was slightly frustrated. And now I'm kind of grumping around and not real happy about it. And decided the battery was dead, and... I had to go get a battery, jump it, start it, whatever. And in the midst of doing all that and grumping around about it, I began to think about the fact that a motorcycle is like my third or fourth vehicle. It's not all that important. I don't need it. My wife would probably prefer it wasn't there. It, I don't use it that much, but when I want it, I expect it to start up and go. And here I'm being all so grumpy. And it's like the epitome of you know, like first world problems. And God began to tell me a little bit, and that's where I got off on this tangent for this lesson today. Is I, was, I knew Thanksgiving was coming. I knew I was going to talk about it in some way, but that was really what kicked me down this road of that my life doesn't need to be a life of grumping about the small, unimportant things that went wrong in my day. Because at the end of the day, whether that thing ever started again or not, doesn't make a lick of difference. 
If I get home and somebody stole it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Please don't go steal my motorcycle. Uh, but, but I, yeah, I'm partial to it, and yeah, I, I like the thing, and I'm pretty glad it's there, but I'm thankful for the little things. I'm thankful for everything God's done in my life. I'm thankful for the big things that he saw fit to pull me out of the pits of hell and put me back on a straight and narrow path. I'm thankful that he sent me a beautiful wife that keeps me on a straight and narrow path. I'm thankful for my children that are there to make my life pretty awesome. I'm thankful that he placed me in Kennedy at First Church, and I'm thankful that there's a roof over my head and food on the table. I'm thankful for the big things, and I'm thankful for the small things, the things that don't matter, that uh, really aren't all that big a deal. I'm thankful that I was able to go spend a couple days with my boy in the woods and shoot a few deer. That was not all that important in the grand scheme of things, but, but I'm thankful because God knew the desires of my heart, and he said, let's make that happen. I am I'm thankful that when I got up this morning, my house was warm, and I didn't think about it being warm. In fact, the heat was on last night, and I turned the fan on because I was hot, but too lazy to walk across the house to turn the thermostat down. I think I've got it pretty good. And this evening as we, I need to quit so that we have time to, to give our testimonies, but this evening as we go into this time of Thanksgiving, our holiday that we're celebrating next Thursday, and next Tuesday as we're giving back to our community and serving those around us. And this week, as we begin to think about those things, and we begin to celebrate those things, we begin to look at all the things that there, I want us to enter this season and go through this season, not with a, hey, it's Thanksgiving, so I'm going to make sure I have something to be thankful for around the dinner table, Thanksgiving dinner. I want to make sure that I've got that figured out and I know what to say. Or not, well, somebody's going to ask, so I probably ought to be, I'm thankful for my family and I'm thankful for this and have, have my list that I go through, but I want to go through this season with a genuine sense of thankfulness. That each day, my day and my life is, Lord, I am so thankful. Thankful, Lord, for everything you've done for me. I'm so thankful for who you are, God. And sometimes we're going to have some bad days. And while it's a little comical and wasn't that big a deal, I was starting to get a little more bent out of shape than I should have been about my motorcycle not starting. And I, God checked me a little bit. And I would, tomorrow if I go out there and try to start it and it doesn't start, I want to be able to say, God, I'm thankful for what you've done for me. Tomorrow if I have an actual bad day, not an insignificant bad day, but a real bad day, maybe... Maybe tomorrow will be a bad day. I don't know. But if it is, I hope that in the midst of a bad day, I can say, God, I'm thankful for the day you gave me. And I'm thankful for the breath you gave me. And I'm thankful for who you are. And I'm thankful for the fact that even in the midst of my bad day, I know I'm not going through this bad day by myself. Lord, I thank you. So this evening, I'd like to give each of us a chance, as we do every Wednesday night, to testify and talk about what God's done as good in our life, or maybe talk about something we're thankful for, but I want to give each of us a moment this evening to say, Lord, I, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. But I don't want us to just give a testimony this evening, but I want us to walk through our next days with a 
spirit that says, God, I thank you. Not a public, hey, I want everybody to know what God did for me. And and that's awesome. I love testimony service. It is one of my favorite times of the week to come in on Tuesday or Wednesday nights and hear what God's done for everybody else because even if I'm down or I don't think everything's going the way it ought, I know if God did it for you, he can do it for me. And it excites me and it, it builds my faith up to see what God's doing in everyone's life. But I want to go past just today past just Wednesday nights, past just Thanksgiving dinner table. But our life must be a life that's lived in thanks. So with that, on my left this evening, on this side, do I have any any testimonies? You you had an extra 15 minutes tonight. I got anybody that's got something they want to say for the Lord. Brother Neely? Uh, 